Is the COVID so-called vaccine causing sudden deaths? Dr. Peter McCullough joins us today here on the Christian Worldview radio program, where the mission is to sharpen the biblical worldview of Christians and to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm David Wheaton, the host. The Christian Worldview is a nonprofit, listener-supported radio ministry. We are able to broadcast on the radio station, website, or app on which you are listening today because of the support of listeners like you. Thank you for your prayer, your encouragement, and your support. You can connect with us by visiting our website, thechristianworldview.org, calling our toll-free number, one 646 or by writing to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. In early 2020, news reports began to emerge of a new virus from China spreading across the globe called COVID-19. Carried across the ocean via airline passengers, Americans begin to catch this respiratory virus with a small percentage even dying of complications. Fear and panic spread even faster than the virus. Would this be the next black plague, which killed 30 to 60 percent of all Europeans? Medical authorities like the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, or the NIH, the National Institutes of Health, and the WHO, the World Health Organization, recommended a near shutdown of society. And federal, state, and local governments implemented mandatory masking physical distancing, closures of businesses, schools and churches, strictures on travel, and much more. At first, we are told to stay put for, quote, 15 days to stop the spread. That turned into more than two years of unprecedented restrictions. Now, the year 2020 just happened, and I wink as I say that, to be a presidential election year. President Donald Trump had led the country to energy independence, and a robust economy, and looked to be the heavy favorite to win a second term. But the hysteria created over COVID narrowed the focus of the country to only one issue, COVID-19. Despite the fact that a tiny percentage who contracted COVID actually died from it, voting regulations were slackened to allow people to vote early and by mail, so there wouldn't be crowding of the polls on election day. Career politician Joe Biden, who hardly campaigned due to COVID, unbelievably, in the literal sense of that word, garnered 81 million votes, the most of any president in history. Late that same year in 2020, an experimental use COVID vaccine was quickly rolled out. This was a new kind of vaccine, not manufactured from a dead virus as usual, but with something called an mRNA genetic substance that had never been used before. No worries, though. Videos and photos of public officials and celebrities rolling up their sleeve to receive the shot were meant to assure the public that, quote, the science had saved us again. The marketing campaign for all Americans to get the shot was relentless. Everyone, and I mean everyone, even those who were not in susceptible demographics, who were old or had underlying health conditions, were told that getting the vaccine would keep you from getting or transmitting the virus. That was a lie. Professing Christians like NIH director Francis Collins and well-known Christian influencer Ed Stetzer shamed and guilted Christians that getting the vaccine was about, quote, loving your neighbor. In the end, 80% of Americans received at least one dose of the COVID vaccine. 
Now, more could be said. Actually, much more could be said. But here we are now in early 2023, two years after the release of the vaccine, and chilling reports and videos are surfacing daily of the vaccinated falling over and dying suddenly, typically from cardiac arrest. Suppressed by the media and dismissed by authorities as, quote, disinformation, the occurrences are not disputable that something has gone terribly wrong. Dr. Peter McCullough is our guest today on The Christian Worldview to discuss if the COVID vaccine is causing these sudden and excess deaths. He is a highly respected cardiologist who developed an early treatment protocol called the McCulloch Protocol for COVID that has saved tens of thousands of lives, likely including my own parents who did that protocol when they came down with COVID in 2021. For developing that treatment protocol and now his stance against the vaccine, Dr. McCullough has been vilified and ostracized by the mainstream medical community. Here's an audio trailer that will tell you more about who Dr. McCullough is in light of his book, The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex. A deadly virus emanating from Wuhan, China, is sweeping across the globe. Something is off. The disease caused by the novel coronavirus has been titled COVID-19. What we're being told doesn't add up. It's so important in this crisis that we in that people... Congress passes a multi-billion dollar bill that will bring... There is no cure and no way to treat this illness. All we can do is wait for a vaccine. All we can do is wait for a vaccine. There must be a doctor out there who's questioning this. I'm Dr. Peter McCullough. I'm the vice chairman of internal medicine. The only chance to reduce the risks of hospitalization is early home treatment. We can beat this pandemic. Patients actually think the virus is untreatable. There's such a focus on the vaccine. Where's the focus on people sick right now? The pressure to suppress any hope of treatment is extraordinary. Why the single-minded focus on the vaccine? What is that? What is that about? That's really going to be the goal of investigative reporters to figure this out. Unprecedented lockdowns, devastating economic damage, huge violations of personal freedom, families separated from their loved ones, all in the name of a medical emergency. Things won't go back to truly normal until we have a vaccine that we've gotten out to the entire world. The hope we have of protecting our communities is to get a needle in every arm. They call this a business opportunity. We are witnessing the greatest organized crime in history to the tune of trillions of dollars. The biopharmaceutical complex is using censorship, propaganda, and manipulation to keep people living in fear. But what we need now is courage. Dr. McCullough, thank you for coming back on the Christian Worldview radio program. The medical authorities, the government would say that the pandemic doesn't seem as widespread, maybe not as many infections, deaths now. That's They would say it's because of the vaccine, I'm sure. But what is your view as to why COVID isn't a huge hysterical thing now as it was the last couple of years? 
I'm delighted to be back on the show. The virus from the original Wuhan wild-type strain in 2020 has mutated greatly to far more innocuous strains. The Omicron subvariants were, I think, a giant step towards this becoming much more like the common cold. And what we know now is that hospitalizations and deaths are just a fraction of what they used to be. There still are hospitalizations recorded on the CDC website, but they're not adjudicated. And so likely there are people coming in for procedures or hospitalizations for some other reason, and they just test positive. We now know somebody can test positive for months after having the illness. So just testing positive doesn't mean they have COVID-19 illness. So I think most of the hospitalizations uh, reported, and even the deaths, it's just coincident disease at this point in time, and it's not real COVID-19 illness that's driving it. You know, I have a patient practice. I've been managing this all the way through. In the last year in 2022, I just had one hospitalization. And looking backwards, it was really unnecessary. The patient felt trapped in the hospital and he felt he didn't need to be there. So this is great news. It's largely just an outpatient illness like the common cold. Just to set up for this next question, because lots of people who get their news outside the mainstream media are noticing what all of us are noticing. This from the Epic Times, where you're quoted in a January 4th, 2023, Children's Health Defense interview, Dr. Peter McCullough, a cardiologist and internist, reviewed what could have happened in the DeMar Hamlin case. He was the football player for the Buffalo Bills who collapsed on Monday Night Football a couple weeks ago. As noticed by McCullough, a condition called commodio cortis, Latin for agitation of the heart, is known to occur in baseball when a player is hit hard in the breastbone, therefore causing cardiac arrest. There are approximately 20 to 30 such cases each year. However, no such case has ever occurred in 100 years of pro football. Football players have padding that protects the breastbone. So in McCullough's view, commodio cortis can likely be ruled out. The more likely cause of his cardiac arrest for Hamlin, he believes, is hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, HCM, an abnormal thickening of the heart muscle, which is the primary cause for athletes suffering cardiac arrest. Moving down, over the past two years, 21 to 22, more than 1,650 professional and amateur athletes have collapsed due to cardiac events. 1,150 have proven fatal. You tweeted, Dr. McCullough, the false narrative is crumbling hard now, and Americans are waking up to reality of progressive injuries, disabilities, and death after COVID-19 vaccination. You say the next phase is starting. Like I said, Dr. McCullough, if you follow non-mainstream media sources, you're going to see rafts of videos of people and athletes collapsing and dying suddenly. They're all over the place if you look for them. Never in the mainstream media. You also read about the excess death rates, that there are far more overall deaths in our populations in a similar period in a previous time. So the question is, how can these deaths be attributed to the so-called vaccine when our medical system won't even consider that? The U.S. government has a program. It's called the COVID Community Corps Program, and it was by HHS and the White House. It's a very powerful program. Over $13 billion initially flowed out in 2021. This money went to all the medical colleges, universities, community groups, churches. It went to the NFL. So our government paid organizations to promote the vaccine, and they've turned a blind eye to safety. I think they really feel forced by the government to do this. And our government, in turn, 
has uh, turned a blind eye towards safety, but Americans haven't. What we know now is multiple surveys show, the most recent one, Rasmussen survey, December of 2022, 28% of Americans know somebody who's died of the vaccine. I mean, that's a stunning number. The Zogby survey last summer, 15% of Americans who took the vaccine say they have a vaccine injury, a blood clot or heart damage, neurologic damage now. We have the Skidmore survey, Michigan State University fully published, showing 22% of Americans know somebody who's been injured or damaged by the vaccines. And finally, the CDC vSafe data, 10 million Americans filing reports to the CDC, 7 to 8% of them are so sick they have to go to the hospital or ER after they take a vaccine. And 25% say they're incapacitated the next day. So we have four survey sources of data. Forget the government, forget mainstream media, social media. We have four sources of data where I would contend that Americans are talking to other Americans. It's word of mouth. People are talking in their families, their churches, Bible studies, schools, employers. Everybody knows somebody who's been burned by these vaccines and nobody wants them anymore. Dr. Peter McCullough with us today on The Christian Worldview. He's a cardiologist, an internist, an epidemiologist, also the author of a book we have linked on our website, The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death while battling the biopharmaceutical complex. And we're going to talk a little bit about your battle uh, with the pharmaceutical complex and the medical industry in in just a bit here. Uh, What percentage of Americans received one or more dose of the COVID vaccine, Dr. McCullough? And is the rate of injury or death that is terrible with another vaccine anywhere near what's occurred with the COVID so-called vaccine? Well, we have the Vaccine Averse Event Reporting System, VAERS. It's been around from 1990. The total number of deaths ever reported to that system across, you know, 16 vaccines, 72 shots per child now in the United States. Total number of deaths is about 150 reported per year. It can happen, an immediate allergic reaction or fatal Guillain-Barre syndrome can happen uh, stochastically, very rarely. Since the COVID-19 vaccines in the United States only, our VAR system has reported to us that an astonishing number of Americans that have died after taking the COVID-19 vaccines as reported to VAERS. I mean, an astonishing number. I'll give you the most recent number. Our CDC reporting through January 6, 2023, 16,315 Americans have died after taking the vaccine And most of the deaths occur within a few days of taking the vaccine, within a few days. You know, I want to say the majority are within 96 hours. This is reported by doctors, coroners, nurses, people who gave the vaccines. This is a stunning revelation that this number of Americans that our CDC is certifying have lost their lives as a result of taking the vaccine. It's truly shocking. And I've heard several sources say the number may be many times that because the medical establishment and the authorities are doing everything they can to suppress the fact that people are getting injured or even die from this vaccine. Dr. Peter McCullough is our guest today. We'll take a short break and come back. Much more coming up with him. I'm David Wheaton, and you are listening to The Christian Worldview. What is The Christian Worldview radio program really about? Fundamentally, it's about impacting people, families, churches, with the life and eternity-changing truth of God's Word. We know the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only message that saves us from God's wrath, by God's grace, for God's glory. And we know the Bible is the inspired Word of God, 
providing the only way to think and live to the glory of God. We are a nonprofit listener-supported ministry. If you would like to help us impact listeners with the biblical worldview and the gospel, consider becoming a Christian worldview partner who regularly give a specified amount to the ministry. As a thank you, Christian Worldview Partners automatically receive many of the resources featured on the program throughout the year. To become a Christian Worldview Partner, call us toll-free 1-888-646-2233 or visit thechristianworldview.org. Scripture commands that children are to be brought up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Offering biblically sound resources for children is one of our top ministry priorities. At our store at thechristianrealview.org, you will find carefully selected children's Bibles and books, along with video and audio resources. Check out the Bible infographics for kids' books, Little Pilgrim's Progress, and the popular Adam Raccoon set. Theo is a 15-episode video series addressing key doctrines of the faith that is a must-see for children and adults. Satan and the world are bent on capturing the heart and mind of your child. Instead, get sound resources that will train them up in the way they should go. Browse and order at thechristianworldview.org or give us a call for recommendations at 1-888-646-2233. That's 1-888-646-2233 or thechristianworldview.org. Welcome back to The Christian Realview. I'm David Wheaton. Be sure to visit our website, thechristianrealview.org, where you can subscribe to our free weekly email and annual print letter, order resources for adults and children, and support the ministry. Our topic today is, is the COVID so-called vaccine causing sudden deaths? Dr. Peter McCullough, cardiologist and author of The Courage to Face COVID-19, is our guest. Dr. McCullough, I'm going to play a soundbite for you. It's a compilation. It's a montage of President Biden, Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Rochelle Walensky, I believe she's with the, the CDC, what they were constantly telling Americans just relentlessly, the pressure campaign to get the COVID vaccine. Listen to this. You're OK. You're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations, these vaccines are highly, highly effective. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. They're really, really good against variants. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. Get your first shot, and when you're due for your second, get your second shot. Our key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. When you listen to that, Dr. McCullough, I think there's been a complete loss of trust in governmental and medical authorities uh, as a result of this COVID-19 pandemic and what they've told the American population to do. Even amongst people who got vaccinated, there's, I think many of them are doubting, wait, now, what did I just take? And look what's happening now, as, as you were just describing. What does that loss of trust mean going forward? And where can listeners go to get honest sources for medical information? I agree. And our CDC director agrees. You know, Rochelle Lewinsky came out last summer and said the CDC made large mistakes. And boy, 
They've done so. So has the FDA, the NIH, HHS. We know the intelligence community is involved, that the FBI agents were in Twitter directing all kinds of misinformation within Twitter. This has been a public health disaster. And what you just heard in that montage is actually false promotion. It's wrongful promotion of a biopharmaceutical product. And America knows this. Every single medicine that's advertised on TV must be given with the risks and the benefits. None of those people gave out the risks and the benefits. They simply said to take it or extolled some false claim on the vaccines. In the consent form of the vaccine, the consent form that anyone would sign if they go into CVS or Walgreens uh, to take a vaccine, it says the benefits section is very, very limited. It's the smallest paragraph in the consent form. It says, past tense, that the vaccines have been shown to reduce COVID in the past, which is true from the original trials. There's no claim that the vaccines make it milder, no claim that it reduces transmission, and no claim that the vaccines reduce hospitalization and death. There's never been a randomized, prospective, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial showing the vaccines reduce the risk of hospitalization and death as a secondary endpoint. So what's happening is people are making false claims. That's false advertising, false promotion. It's against the law. We have multiple false advertising laws. So we're actually watching our government officials with the vaccines, break our own laws. And that's dropped public health trust to zero. The CDC makes a recommendation. No one follows it anymore. It's sad because some of the things the CDC finally got right. I'll give you an example all the way through. CDC has had a wonderful system called the Nowcast system, and they've correctly forecasted the various variants that have come in. And it's a wonderful resource. We rely on it. We can see, for instance, the boosters are coded against BA4, BA5. And we can now see that BA4, BA5 is effectively gone. This is a very useful system. So right now in the United States, I'm looking from 114.23. Our predominant variants are BQ1.1, BQ1, and XBB1.5. BA4 and BA5, which was the old variants, they're effectively gone now. So that indicates our bivalent boosters are completely useless from a theoretical perspective. Mm. So that's a very useful part of the CDC website. Another useful part of the CDC website, CDC correctly indicates the case fatality rate. The case fatality rate with COVID is way less than 1% for largely anybody under age 65. So that tells you that it's like a common cold. It's, it's a very benign illness for the majority of people. That's useful in the CDC. I'll give you another example. The CDC correctly says now the only time we need to wear a mask is in a healthcare setting when we're coming face-to-face with someone with COVID. But it's too bad. The CDC actually has some correct things, but because they're falsely promoting the vaccines and they've made massive blunders on other issues through the pandemic. No one trusts the CDC. No one trusts the FDA because under court order, Pfizer had to release their dossier, and Pfizer knew about 1,223 deaths with their vaccine within 90 days. And we know through the court actions that the lawyer for the FDA tried to block that information to the American public, and the FDA refused to pull the vaccine off the market. They didn't take action. So the FDA has lost its trust. The NIH has lost its trust because of the research division, BARDA. It was discovered BARDA was funding 
the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, Ralph Barrick and Vineet Menacheri, and, and they found out that they engineered SARS-CoV-2 virus to make it more infectious and more lethal. They were using the lab in Wuhan, China. So we have our major agencies that have just absolutely been gutted in terms of any trustworthiness. And then recently the Twitter files drop and we find out the intelligence community is inside Twitter pushing this false narrative. So government trust right now is at an all-time low. Dr. Peter McCullough with us today on The Christian Worldview. You are a leading cardiologist with hundreds of published articles, and yet you were completely ostracized because you were one of the few that early on said, wait a second here, we shouldn't be focused on just getting them the vaccine, but how about treating people who actually have COVID? What are we going to do about it? And you had a whole early treatment protocol, which we have linked at our website right now for people who have never heard about that. You were ostracized, and you can tell us more about what happened, but what were these threats like from these agencies and from these medical institutions that have now been really shown to be almost completely wrong on everything they said? They tried to destroy you and your career. And what made you speak out? Because, you know, I've interacted with many doctors. I talk to people who've interacted with many doctors, and they'll get asked these questions, these skeptical questions about what the going line is about COVID and the vaccines and so forth. And the doctor will simply go over to his computer and go to the NIH and says, well, the NIH says the vaccines are good. So therefore, that's the way it is. What made you speak out and see something different than the vast majority of other doctors? I took action research-wise and clinically to treat patients. And I I think having a great treatment research and clinical experience early gave me a leg up. A lot of doctors closed their offices. They didn't treat patients. They were waiting to be told what to do by the government. So a lot of doctors were really behind the eight ball. I think to make matters worse, in December of 2020, most doctors took the vaccine without asking any questions about safety or efficacy, what would happen in their bodies long term. So the doctors, A, didn't treat the illness, and B, took the vaccines, and then they were stuck, where the only thing they could really do is try to promote the vaccines to patients. The vaccines didn't work. Things went got progressively worse in terms of safety data. Now the doctors are stuck, and I think that's the problem. America knows from the very beginning, I've been very forthright. I had a series of op-eds I published in The Hill in 2020 by invitation, in August of 2020, I had an op-ed titled The Great Gamble of the COVID-19 Vaccine Development Program. That's before the vaccines came out. I was questioning this whole concept of using genetic vaccines, that it wouldn't work and it would pose terrible safety risks to the world. Uh, when the vaccines came out, I was initially neutral in my practice, but by March of 2021, we had safety data pouring in. I testified in the Texas Senate and I expressed my concerns. This amplified through the course of 2021, 2022. And it concluded in December 7th of 2022, I co-moderated the U.S. Senate panel and I gave the conclusions by assent. Our broad group agreed that the COVID-19 vaccine should be pulled off the market. They're not safe for human use. What's happened to me is uh, a whole series of events. Uh, you know, I've lost one job uh, after the treatment phase of COVID-19. Now I've lost a second job during this vaccine phase for no reason. I've been stripped of two editorships, two professorships, committee positions, editorial positions, uh, all for no reason. No courtesy phone call, 
no explanation, no board meeting, no due process. And now the American Board of Internal Medicine, both internal medicine and cardiology, is attempting to strip me of my board certifications. Again, without due process, without a fair review of evidence, without any of the the procedural tenets of fairness and justice that we would expect. It seems as if our entire world now has become unmoored and that people have lost their bearings in terms of our liberal democracy and human rights. You know, worldwide, it's worse. People have been forced into taking the vaccine. They've been uh, subjected to no jab, no job policies nationwide. There's been widespread uh, injuries, disabilities, and deaths. It just couldn't be worse. You're right. And so hearing your story and knowing your experience in this, how has this whole pandemic changed your perspective on government leaders, health agencies, and just human nature in general? You know, what a Christian worldview sees man and women as not inherently good, but as inherently sinful. You put men and women who are fallen in positions of power, and good will likely not result. Matter of fact, it's likely that there'll be nefarious things going on. So I just don't like to know how, looking back over the last three years, what you've been through and you've seen how this whole thing has rolled out and what has happened to our country and the world, what has this done to your perspective on just your, your fellow man, uh, the government health agencies and the people you work with? You know, I can just tell you that among the doctors, the small group of doctors who always tried to take care of their patients, they tried to save lives, they did the best they could, they've been fair balanced on the vaccines. Among that small group of doctors, I've noticed a common element, and, and that is a commitment to their faith. And it seems that a commitment to faith and a commitment to the religious principles, and there are obviously many religions across the world, having a spiritual aspect to one's life seems to be a common element here. And for those who have lost their their moorings and have now been participatory in what largely are large crimes, certainly fraud and mass negligent homicide are large crimes, that in fact they don't have that spiritual grounding. And it may be the case. You know, our government agencies are government agencies. They're not made up of people who are selected to have particular qualities. And governments have turned against their own people worldwide. I think that's very astute what you say. You know, if you don't believe in God and you're not accountable to a God, well, then you are God. And you make up your own morality and your own principles for living. And I think that's... uh, very accurate. It's what's taking place. Just a couple more questions for you, Dr. McCullough. I want to quote uh, from an article that you're referenced in and you're quoted in in the Florida Standard. It says, Dr. McCullough writes that the mRNA technology was developed as part of a, a project by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency in 2011. And as such, there would have been plenty of time for preclinical testing before Operation Warp Speed was initiated by former President Donald Trump to get the vaccine released. Quote, quoting you, sadly, these careful development steps were skipped from the beginning in our military style vaccine development program. And now the public is grappling with the issue of nucleic acid and spike protein shedding as a potential concern among those who have worked so hard to remain healthy and free of COVID-19 vaccination, Dr. McCullough states on his blog. And so there's kind of a two part question here for the unvaccinated, the concern about 
shedding from those who did receive this spike protein in this vaccination. What can the unvaccinated do about this to not have this shed on those who are unvaccinated? And then the second part is for those who are vaccinated. Someone's been vaccinated, maybe boosted. Uh, How long does this stay in their system? I'm sure some people who are getting the truth and you say the new phase is entering and people are awakening to these things. They're probably concerned about what's going on inside their body. What can someone do who took the vaccine and is concerned about their health going forward? People are awakening to the reality that they took something into their body that they knew relatively little about. Many asked no questions. Now we know that the genetic material looks like it's permanent. In a paper from Roken and colleagues, it was found in lymph nodes at least several months later. It doesn't look like the body's breaking it down. This is very worrisome. We know the spike protein is in the body. Multiple papers show uh, easily over a year And so if the vaccines are continually taken, the genetic material is taken up, spike protein is produced by human somatic and immune cells, that the spike protein is going to accumulate. We know the spike protein in turn causes heart damage, brain damage, blood clotting, and immunologic damage. So the chain of logic here is very strong that people have taken these shots Everybody's probably damaged their body in some way. Now, our CDC has said that 87% of Americans took at least one shot. CDC says two-thirds of Americans at one point in time were fully vaccinated with two shots. And the CDC says currently only 13% are keeping up to date on boosters. So uh, probably the majority of people now are fairly distant from taking these shots. And we would hope the spike protein is not being shed through breath or through blood, body secretions, oral secretions. But we don't know about the genetic material. In a paper by Hannah and colleagues in JAMA, the genetic material was clearly going through breast milk to the babies. And this is an awful situation. Remember, a breastfeeding or pregnant woman should never take an experimental genetic shot. It's just terrible that anybody took it. But that was demonstrated. And then a paper by from uh, former INSERM scientist Helene Benoon is shown that uh, the shedding probably occurs through close contact, oral secretions, again, sexual secretions, breath. The general advice I've adopted is after a vaccine, definitely don't donate blood. Definitely no close contact, kissing, sexual contact for at least 90 days. And we may need to extend that longer in order to reduce this theoretical risk of shedding. Now, on the positive side, there's never been a case of shedding reported in the peer-reviewed literature where someone received genetic material, it was proven, and then they had a complication. So far, this hasn't been shown in the peer-reviewed literature. Dr. Peter McCullough joins us today on The Christian Worldview. We'll take a quick break. And by the way, we are not carrying Dr. McCullough's book in our store entitled The Courage to Face COVID-19, but we do have a link to where you can get it at our website, thechristianworldview.org. I'm David Wheaton. Much more coming up. You are listening to The Christian Worldview radio program. David Wheaton here. For a limited time, we are offering My Boy Ben for a donation of any amount to The Christian Worldview. The book is the true story of a yellow lab that I had back when I was competing on the professional tennis tour. It's about relationships with Ben, my parents, with the childhood friend I would eventually marry, but ultimately with God, who causes all things, even the hard things, to work together for good. You can order a signed and personalized copy for yourself or for your friend who enjoys a good story, loves dogs, sports, or the outdoors. And most of all, needs to hear about God's grace and the gospel. My Boy Ben is owned by The Christian Realview. It's 264 pages, hardcover, and retails for $24.95. 
to order, go to thechristianworldview.org or call one 646 2233 or write to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. Here's a unique resource and product for you from The Christian Worldview. We put the top 15 programs of 2022 on a great-looking bamboo USB flash drive adorned with the Christian Worldview logo. Programs like, What is the Christian's Duty to God versus Government? 12 Mega Clues that Jesus' Return is Nearer Than Ever. How America's New Woke Religion is Not Good News. Transhumanism and the Quest to Be Like God. And What Really Happens When You're Born Again. Simply plug the flash drive into the USB port on your Windows or Mac device and you will have the top programs at your fingertips. Plus, with the large 4GB capacity, you'll have plenty of extra space to load your own files. The flash drive is $25 and you can order by calling one 646 2233 going to org, or writing to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. Thanks for joining us today on The Christian Worldview. I'm David Wheaton, the host. Just a reminder that today's program and past programs are archived at our website, thechristianworldview.org. Transcripts and short takes are also available. Our topic today is, is the COVID so-called vaccine causing sudden deaths? Dr. Peter McCullough, cardiologist and author of The Courage to Face COVID-19, is our guest Dr. McCullough, you had intimated earlier in a couple of your answers, just even outside the pressure from security agencies and uh, governmental uh, motivations beyond just treating a health pandemic. As you look back over the last three years and trying to, to really grasp and process what this COVID pandemic has all been about, you could say on one side of the spectrum, there's the person who said, well, you know, a new virus infected the world. You know, time was of the essence. They had to develop a vaccine and some mistakes were made, but good intentions were there. And it just, you know, that's the way the world works when we have something like this come upon us versus the other end of the spectrum would say, well, this was way beyond just a virus. Something very nefarious took place here. There was an intentional release of this virus, partly for financial profits by big pharmaceutical companies and investors, wealthy people. Uh, there has been an economic restructuring of the world. Uh, you know, just look at our, our debt and inflation and all the spending that took place and the, the payment to big pharma companies. There's been lots of personal harm, as you've described today, even to the point of, boy, this is a great depopulation scheme in other words, people are excess deaths and people are dying. Maybe it's a sterilization scheme, so there's not as many people, so we can save the environment. Or just pure control or conditioning of people for more authoritarianism in the future. So those would be the two spectrums on this, the edges of them. What do you think, Dr. McCullough, this COVID pandemic has all been about? Boy, there's some really a wide range of speculation in that question. I, I tend to really stick to the medical facts and with the in the realm of known information. Uh, this appears to be a U.S. intelligence national security development. And even national security terms are used like countermeasures, uh, knowing that messenger RNA conceptually came out of the military, that the Department of Defense and HHS, you know, they're the ones that introduced the vaccines. The, the companies, Pfizer, Moderna, and others. They're just suppliers. In fact, 
they don't even make the vaccines themselves. That money goes back to the defense contractors. For instance, Moderna is made by a company called Resilience. They're a biodefense contractor. And under the EUA provisions, even Moderna doesn't even inspect the vaccines. They don't even know what's in them in terms of quantity of messenger RNA, purity, contaminants. So it appears to be a U.S. military operation, but it's going on worldwide. And the curious observation is it doesn't even seem to matter what vaccine is used. So in China, for instance, they've got a menu of 12 different vaccines, largely antigen-based vaccines or killed vaccines. None of the entities that are promoting vaccines seems to even care which one's used. You'd think with Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson, Johnson, Novavax, you'd think there'd be a winner, a loser, and a couple in between. They're not the same. They're not the same products. Why are our government agencies just saying, take a vaccine, take any vaccine? The other interesting thing is they don't seem to care about the time period of coverage. So you know to pass the border, you just have to have a vaccine at any time. They don't care if it's not current. It doesn't have to be within the last six months. Most employers don't require a vaccine in the Hmm. last six months, just a vaccine at any time. Why would they not care about the time period? Even the CDC routine childhood vaccine schedule, which in an unprecedented move added the experimental genetic vaccines to children without any proven outcomes and without any assurances on long-term safety, even they don't care that the vaccines only last six months. They just say, take a vaccine once a year. So you can see as if around vaccines, it's almost as if these agencies and governments have lost their mind. But there is a unified desire worldwide to get a needle in every arm. Hmm. And I think it's going to be the goal of just a legion of investigative journalists to figure out why is it so important? Uh, We reviewed it today. They're simply not safe for human use. They don't even work against COVID. They come from all these different companies. They're not the same at all. But why does it matter to get a COVID vaccine and needle in every arm? No one can figure it out. It is the question, I think, of our time. COVID itself, the illness is treatable and we've able to manage it. It's largely not a threat. People are in crowded planes and busy restaurants. And you know nobody in our country thinks we're under two health threats. Right now, health threats, a White House declared health emergency and HHS declared public health emergencies right now are SARS-CoV-2 and monkeypox. And I flew on an airplane yesterday. There was nobody who mentioned that we're under a monkeypox emergency. Mm. So I think what basically we're living in some type of altered reality right now where the world wants to go on and just be left alone and the agencies want to do something else through the mechanism of falsely declared health emergencies. Very interesting way to end our conversation, Dr. McCullough. Thank you so much for coming on the program today, but even more for all you have done and the courage you have shown uh, in the midst of this to getting real facts, real science out to help people avoid what you just described in this last answer of this, what I can only conclude are nefarious reasons why they want to keep pushing this vaccine and get a a needle in every arm around the world. But we just wish all of God's best and grace to you and keep up your very important work. Thank you for having me. Dr. Peter McCullough has been our guest today. We have links to him and also the early treatment protocol that he developed in his book, The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex. These are all at thechristianworldview.org. And if you get our weekly email, which you can subscribe to for free at our website, 
these links will also be in there as well. This is a courageous man, one who has been completely vilified in his career and as a person in standing against the government narrative on COVID. But now that time has gone by, he has been vindicated. But I'd like to talk a little more about that final question to him. What has this all been about? Now, there are many possible answers to this. You know, one obvious one is follow the money, right? Is this just enriching the rich? You know, vaccine companies like Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson have made billions of dollars along with their investors. It's an incredible business to have everyone in the world a customer or a coerced customer, right? For Bill Gates, who is a huge advocate of the vaccine, this is far more lucrative than selling software like you did at Microsoft. Right in plain sight on your TV set, you can listen to the conflict of interest for news organizations to not question the prevailing narrative over COVID because of their sponsor. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360, brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline, brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight, brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett Out Front, brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports Update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the Press, data download, brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning, sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet, sponsored by Pfizer. So you think there's any conflict of interest there between the news organizations and who their sponsor is? Absolutely. But contrary to prevailing opinion, money actually isn't the bottom line in life. Worldview is. The worldview of the humanistic, God-rejecting elite who control this world, from a human standpoint at least, is a hatred of God and his creation. Listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 8 to the Pharisees who were religious but not regenerate, not born again. Jesus said, why do you not understand what I am saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. There are only two families in the world. There's the family of God, who are believers, and there is the family of Satan, non-believers. That's what the Bible teaches. And what is Satan's ultimate goal? Well, it's to defeat God. Of course, that's not possible, but he's going to go to hell trying to do so. In the meantime, he's the instigator of death and destruction in this world that those who are blinded to God obediently follow. So what is COVID about? Yes, there's enormous money to be made, but ultimately there's a worldview objective here for the elite to build their babel, so to speak, a world where man reigns supreme without God. Humanist man rejects God's command to be fruitful and multiply, but rather believes there are far too many unnecessary people in the world. They're a drain on resources and they harm the environment. And this vaccine is a not so subtle way in the name of your health and safety to control people and population growth. And we don't know how many more will die in the long-lasting effects of this vaccine. 
I have little doubt that it's sterilizing people from having children. Think about other issues of the left. They all have to do with death. Abortion is a death cult. We're going to cover that next week on the program. So is euthanasia, killing off the elderly or those who don't want to live anymore. So is homosexuality and transgenderism, because they can't have children and propagate humanity. So is encouraging drug use, like fentanyl, killing thousands of people. The humanistic, unregenerate man is a cult of death, just like their father, the devil. And you may have heard of this documentary by Stu Peters called Died Suddenly. It's free. You can watch it online. And it shows how those who have died after taking the vaccine develop these extraordinary clots in their veins and arteries. And the trailer for the documentary opens with a critical question. Why do we never believe them? These people know. These people know. Who knows? The governments know. This has been well planned. This is Agenda 23. This is the Great Reset. Somebody mentioned to go on to Google and go into the news section and then type in died suddenly. And lo and behold, here's a whole listing of people, of articles, of people within the, that last week who died suddenly. Older people, but a lot of younger people throughout around the world. And then you find out they were vaccinated. And so it's like, okay, so it's the vaccine might be causing this. Most people don't want to know what's in the vaccines. But yet when we open it almost two years into this, we find that it still says intentionally blank. In fact, nobody wants to know what's in the vaccines because, look, if people understood what was in the vaccine, they'd go eat. It's just there's something different about the blood. Something's causing this and something needs to be said. Somebody needs to look into it. I talked to other embalmers that have 30, 40, even 50 years of experience. Have you guys ever seen this stuff before? And the answer was always, I've never seen anything like it. Why is Bill Gates involved in public health? And why does public health spend the first part telling you how the world is overpopulating. And at first glance, this is a bit scary. U.S. life insurance companies have reported an overwhelming and unexplainable increase in all-cause deaths among 18 to 49-year-olds. That's a that's a 12-sigma event, one in 800 years, 12 standard deviations above the mean. No one's even calculated that. It's apocalyptic. There's most definitely evil in this world, and evil like we could not possibly imagine. That's exactly correct. The evil is Satan. The murderer from the beginning inspires those who follow him to do the same. So the question from the beginning of the trailer is, why do we ever believe them? We should not believe unregenerate man. As a matter of fact, this is part of the framework of a Christian worldview. We know, number one, that God created perfection establishing his will and ways. And number two, man rebelled, wreaking corruption, death, and alienation from God. That is why we should not believe them. We should not believe unregenerate man. Christians should be skeptical, not, quote, trust the science, because liars manipulate the science, and they suppress the truth in unrighteousness. But here's the good news. Yes, man has corrupted this world. But God has graciously provided one way of redemption 
through his son, Jesus Christ. If you are listening today and have never understood that you are a sinner like everyone else, alienated from God, your sin has offended God, and you deserve eternal judgment for your sin, please know that God has provided his son, Jesus, to pay the penalty on the cross that you deserve to pay the death penalty. And that satisfied God's wrath and justice over your sin, so that when you repent and believe in who Jesus Christ is and what he did for you on the cross, God will forgive you, reconcile you to himself, and welcome you into heaven someday. Put your trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior today. And if you'd like to find out more, visit the page on our website, What Must I Do to Be Saved, at thechristianworldview.org. Thank you for joining us today on the Christian Worldview radio program. In just a moment, there will be all kinds of information on this nonprofit radio ministry. Let's be encouraged. We live in a very fallen and challenging world. But Jesus Christ and his word are the same yesterday and today and forever. So until next time, think biblically, live accordingly, and stand firm. The mission of the Christian Worldview is to sharpen the biblical worldview of Christians and to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. We hope today's broadcast encouraged you toward that end. To hear a replay of today's program, order a transcript, or find out what must I do to be saved, go to thechristianworldview.org or call toll-free 1-888-646-2233. The Christian Worldview is a listener-supported nonprofit radio ministry furnished by the Overcomer Foundation. To make a donation, become a Christian Worldview partner, order resources, subscribe to our free newsletter, or contact us, visit thechristianworldview.org, call 1-888-646-2233, or write to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. That's Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. Thanks for listening to The Christian Worldview.